are back in from the break on what is the number one source, number one stop shop for all things Crimson Tide information. The hottest show on the streets. You can look at Alabama football news. This right here in my own words, the podcast with your truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, go ahead right now and drop a like, thumbs up on the show that tells us got to continue feeding Bama Nation with Crimson Tide news, notes, and content. And uh, to continue with this edition of shows here, we got the Ask Steven segment. Checked out the mailbag today, and we got some great questions here. So we're going to dive into these right now. Following the LSU game as the tie gets prepared for Mississippi State. But the first question comes from uh, Sean out of Louisiana. Sean, go ahead. Yes, I had a question about Alabama's middle linebackers. Um, I think like Shane Lee and uh, Christian Harris were mainly the two starting linebackers. and Maybe they were for this game against LSU. But I feel like I saw a lot more of Markel Benton uh, playing in the game. And I was curious if, uh, if anyone noticed any substitutions or you know, were any of those linebackers rotated uh, due to not being in you know, the right spots and you know, were there some issues, at, at, I guess, at the middle linebacker position. Well, Sean, in the matchup between Alabama and LSU, Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide defensively saw – they, they saw they watched the film prior to the game and but Joe Brady, Joe Burrow and the Tigers, they threw some things at Alabama on the field that was not seen on tape and, and making the necessary adjustments. Nick Saban and he spoke on this in his post-game press conference, but the team decided to go to the dime package because it felt like that would neutralize what the Tigers were doing in terms of the slant routes, the dig routes, getting open plays, chunk yardage in the middle of the field. So Alabama felt like, okay, going dime and having Markel Benton as the long linebacker would suffice, would neutralize that. Now, while I'm not against the decision to go into the dime package, however, the linebacker that was chosen for that role, me personally, they could have went with either Christian Harris or Alakaho. Now, no offense to Benton, good young man, you know, good talent, but Christian Harris is somebody that played defensive back throughout his high school career, sideline to sideline, lateral quickness, really good speed, can play the coverage lanes rather well. On top, and, and also with that, when you look at Alakaho and you hear teammates talk about him, they always say, he a dog, he a beast. He a headhunter. He blows stuff up. Foxhole mentality, he got it. I will go to ride. I will go to bat with number 10. And when your teammates are using these types of terms, descriptions to to give their thoughts on you, you would think that the coaching staff would take heed, right? You would. Unfortunately, that did not happen. It went with Markel Benton. That's the long linebacker in the dime package and it just did not work the way that Nick Saban thought it would or would have liked for it to work. So to answer that question, Sean, the reason why you did not see more of Christian Harris and Shane Lee on the field was 
LSU threw some things in there offensively that were not seen on tape. Nick Saban trying to make an adjustment. He went with the dime package with Markel Benson, thinking that it would neutralize what LSU was doing, and that did not happen. But that comes from Sean out of Louisiana. Next question here. We got my man Philip from Macon, Georgia. Philip, you're on In My Own Words, man. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, this is Philip Collar from Macon, Georgia. My question is, what adjustments do you think that uh, Nick Saban and the defensive coordinator and defensive back coach uh, will need to make? Because our defensive secondary um, just just went cutting it on third down. So I want to know, uh, what changes do you think Saban will make going forward for the rest of the season, uh, hoping that we get a chance to make the playoffs, and if not this year, uh, for next year, uh, trying to work against that spread and those quick slants? Thanks for the call. Well, Philip, when I look at Pete Golding as the defensive coordinator, Carl Scott as the defensive backs coach, the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of adjustments that need to be made, Bama has got to get back to fundamental tackling. When you miss 25 tackles against LSU, that tells me you are not working on hand strength, you are not bringing your feet You are not bringing your pads. You are not bringing your arms. You are not intently going in there, wrapping up to make the tackle. And I I understand you got got this new-aged offense. Everybody's going fast. Defense is struggling against it. You're running a whole bunch of plays. You're throwing the ball all over the field. There are different route concepts, different schemes, different formations. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, the primary form, the basic form of football, wrapping up and tackling. And in years past, with these Alabama defenses that Nick Saban had coming up here, they knew how to tackle. They knew how to come in, wrap up, hit with intentions to bring down the opposing player. And against LSU, for the life of me, I watched a lot of half-stepping in, tiptoeing in, trying to make the tackle, a lot of alligator arm tackling, a lot of bear hugging, as my old high school defensive coordinator used to say, why are you bear hugging folks out there? Tackle the man! So so a lot of bear hugging out there. So a lot of trying to poke the ball out and create a fumble instead of just making the basic play, making the fundamental play, making the tackle. Alabama has got to get back to fundamental sound tackling because there were there were Terrell Lewis had a moment in that game he could have had four sacks he's got Joe Burrow in his sights he is locked in on him has him by the has him by the leg the ankle the foot and just could not secure the sack got to get back to fundamental tackling that's the first adjustment number two instincts in the secondary being able to press jam cover challenge every single throw force the quarterback to make a perfect throw gotta get back to that reading routes jumping on passes breaking on the football having instincts as a defensive secondary gotta get back to that now that's an adjustment that needs to be made so definitely those two feel and uh In terms of the college football playoff, there's still hope there. There's still an opportunity there. There's still a possibility there. 
Alabama has to convincingly win out the remainder of its schedule. And I'm talking about beating Mississippi State and Auburn by 21 and uh, going in there against Western Carolina and really just laying the hammer to them in uh, the first quarter, first half. So win those games convincingly, show the college football playoff committee that loss to LSU, that wasn't us. We're about to show you what Bama really is. That's what this team has to do. And then, hopefully, Auburn can take care of Georgia. If not, you look at LSU and the Southeastern Conference title game. Should both of those teams meet up, there's a chance LSU can take out Georgia, in which Alabama would move up to four. But we definitely appreciate my man Phillip from Macon, Georgia, with that question. And we got our vent of the day. My boy is going to go on here and give his rant. Bruh, go ahead and vent, man. Man, what's up, Steven, man? It's turned off from Memphis, man. I got some stuff to get on my chest, man. After watching that game the other night, I'm still heated, man. I got questions. I got stuff to get on my chest, man. And I'm, I'm going to break it down right here, man. It's just, I don't understand what's going on, man. How we we go from being a run power team, hard nose defense, to all this carrying the ball out, man. We just, I mean, I know Tui is a great quarterback, and, and I love watching him play. But, you know what I'm saying, we got to get back to the smash now, man. Like, stuff we were doing back when we was winning these championships, man. Like what they what they got going on down there, man? Like it's just frustrating, man. You got my boy Christian Baltimore. He he he's calling all through the through the line and making all these plays. They don't even want to play him, but for third down, what's going on? Pushing all these defensive linemen all out the way. We just we just letting everybody just run through it, man. I'm sorry, man. I, I know it's it's questions, but I just what 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 does Alabama have to do, Stephen? Like like answer that for me. Like can can we get back to that? Is, is the season lost? Like, what's what we got going on? And, you know, what are we going to do about our defense? All these miscommunications. The young linebackers, man, they ain't, they ain't getting it done. And I know you kept talking about Pete Golden, man, but I don't know, he might not have a job next year, man. So, I mean, I, I hope you, you got the questions in there, man. Like, what, what are we going to do about our defense? What are we going to do about this smash mouth? We're going to have to go back in the offseason. You know, when Matt Jones take over for two, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, just enlighten me, man. Thank you. Man, I feel you on that. And to, to answer your question right now, to answer your question right now, number one, in terms of just defense first, the coaching turnover hurts. I don't care what people say about Players come and go. Coaches come and go. As long as you got Nick Saban. As long as Nick in there, everything good. As long as Nick in there, everything rolling. It takes more than Nick Saban to build an empire. Nick's an important piece, but it takes more than Nick Saban. And when you lose coaches like Kirby Smart, Jeremy Pruitt, Bo Davis, Mel Tucker, and Derek Ansley, it is hard. To replace that because those guys had the chemistry the continuity the communication skills they knew how to get every ounce of production from the guys they coached at their respective positions they knew how to do it they knew how to get down with the get down and show these guys 
how to play at their respective positions and communicate effectively on the field. And that's the biggest problem with the defense the last two years, a lack of effective communication. You got guys looking around going, where do I line up? What do I do? What do I do? And you got Xavier McKinney coming down the line, guys up. Effective communication is lost. Bama's got to get back to that. And it starts with, you know, spending some coins, going out here, getting a getting the coordinator, getting the defensive line coach, you know, getting some guys that can really effectively reach these players because there's still potentially value for Pete Golding, but right now it looks like he is really overwhelmed and this thing is over his head right now. Brian Baker, I have respect for him, but Bo Davis knew how to reach those defensive linemen. He was a part of that Bama factor. Got to get him back in, in Tuscaloosa at some point and just getting those coaches and those coordinators that know how to communicate and reach the players. So that's just defensively. Um, offensively, the biggest thing with that is when you have Tua Tagovailoa and Tua is so used to, you know, got to make a big play, got to make a big play, got to make a big play. It takes away from uh, the running backs and being able to have that smash mouth type uh, of team. And uh, I've said this before. You can either have a uh, great offense and an average to mediocre defense or an average to mediocre offense and an unstoppable defense. And every single time, Bama fans will take the second part of those two because that's what you're used to. That's what you grew up on. That's what you grew up of. But in terms of the offense, Nick Saban wants to play ball control, wants to run the ball more, wants to do those long drives to wear, that, to wear down a defense. But when you got, you know, this group of receivers that love to make plays and love to break things open, and you got a quarterback that's going to get them the ball, you're not going to have a lot of those ball control drives. Not going to have them. Because Tua always says, I'll take what the defense gives me, but you never go broke making a profit or turning a profit. And what I think he means by that, if a defense gives me Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle on a five-yard slant, and I throw that five-yard slant, and they break it and go for a 95-yard touchdown, I took what the defense gives me. I trust our guys over whatever the opposition throws out there. That's what's going on. It's hard because in this new-aged offense, Everybody wants to touch the ball, man. And you got one football, and uh, you're trying to please everybody. Somebody's going to end up on the short end of the stick. And I feel where you're coming from because at some point, Bama has got to get back to the um, the ground and pound game, especially when you talk about going into next year when you lose some guys on the offensive side of the football. But to, to answer your questions, man, defensively, Bama's got to get back to getting those coaches that can really communicate, teach, and affect these guys. You got to have guys that want to be on the field, that want to make plays, that want to be that impactful leader like Christian Barmore does. And he needs to be out there more. He needs to be starting. And we're getting more of that 
in this next segment here. And in terms of offense, it's new age. I get it, but Bama's got to find some way to create a balance to where you can get the run game going and you can get the pass game going. Now, Najee Harris has been surging these last few weeks here, especially against the LSU, but when you got one football and you got a group of very high-quality receivers and you got a quarterback that wants to get them the football, it's tough, it's difficult, but believe you me, if anybody can get down to solving this, it would definitely be Nick Saban, Steve Sarkeesian, but definitely also Athletic Director Greg Byrne and dropping some coinage in and bringing some guys in here that can really you know, help this defense in terms of the communication. But I'd like to thank all of, all of you guys for throwing in your questions to the Ask Stephen Mailbag, Sean from Louisiana, Philip from Macon, Georgia, and my brother who just wanted to leave his rant on the show. As always, 205-259-6847, 205-259-6847, the number. As always, to leave your thoughts on Ask Stephen, the best calls, voicemails will win that free shake, courtesy of our good friends at Mongo's Hamburgers in Tuscaloosa. And for you, my brother who left that epic vent here of a voicemail, you won this week, brother. You won. Be sure to leave me your name and contact information so I can get you your voucher, your gift card for your free shake, courtesy of Mongo's in Tuscaloosa. That goes out to my man that left the epic vent epic rant here on the show upon returning from, from the break we will dive into that final segment that being we recap bama versus mississippi state don't touch that down folks tying up loose ends on the other side of the break as always you're listening to in my own words 